the episode to end the episode episode for the week. Uh, I am your host, Rob Glasser. This is All Chainiverse Live. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you so much. Give us a shout. Let us know where you found us. Uh, and if you are coming back for more, always appreciate the support. Uh, today, we are going to do a best of list food themed, so this should be fun. We will have our guest on in just a second. But first off, let's chat. Lunch, dinner, breakfast, all of those things, very important meals of the day, right? Now, today, we're going to go over what many call probably the worst ideas ever. Well, actually, just some of them because there's too many restaurants or too many fast food places, too little time. So in this hour, we're going to go over 10 fast food failures um, of various restaurants. You'll notice a lot of them come from, you know, we have maybe three or four places on here. Um, but that's not to say other ones haven't screwed up just as royally. Um, but that is where we're going to go today. So really quick to break down, best of list is where we basically give top 10 in no particular order of things that we find of interest to the topic at hand. And if you guys haven't already, go check out the staynerdy.shop. The link is up in the comments. We have some awesome gear. We just put down some new spring apparel. At least that's what they're calling it um, for men, women, um, and we also still have our awesome pet-friendly uh, gear as well uh, and more. So go ahead and check that out. And without further ado, all the way back from the checkout line of Burger King, we have Andy from Geek Salad. Welcome back. Hey How everybody, how's it going? Um, so we know that he is super busy over there, so we take him when we can get him, and we're happy to do so. Um, all right, so we're going to jump in now right off the bat. So we have some first-hand knowledge here, because apparently this man here has eaten more than he'd like to admit of his fair share. So we're going to see... Yeah, so we are going to see exactly what the thoughts are from somebody who has ingested this so-called food products, I guess. Um, first off, and we're starting off here because this one is kind of an odd choice for being bad, considering many restaurants use these, BK Satisfries. You might think it sounds fancy. It's not. It's basically Orida or any other potato brand crinkle cut french fries. Um, you can get them at the supermarket. You can get them from restaurants, and of course, you can get them from some, not all, fast food as well. Um, this one was just kind of an awkward choice that I found when I was doing uh, my <laughs> interwebs search. Yeah. Uh, is, is, is it weird, or is it failure because it came from fast food, or is it failure because crinkle fries never made it to the French Fry Hall of Fame? I think it's... Uh, so my, here my here's my thoughts on that because I've always been and you know growing up uh, with fast food essentially being one of my babysitters thanks TV and fast food French fries have always needed to be a shoestring. It's just you know when you when you think of like a Burger King French fry, you think of McDonald's French fries. It's a shoestring French fry. Right. So a crinkle fry, the saddest fry or saddest fry, is um. Yeah, I know. I call that myself. I'm very clever. Um, it just it doesn't work because you're not you're not really eating like a good piece of pota fried potato with fast food. You're you're eating salt and coating. 
and to kind of give it mm. more of that thing. And the other thing, shoot, too, is that Kringle fries tend to be really limp. So it's really like, you know, the, it, you don't get the same type of crispiness that you do with a shoestring. And sure. I have just learned that through my many, my many, try, you know, trial and error uh, rounds of poutine in the last couple of years. So. Oh, the wonderful Canadians. Mm, oh, my goodness. You. you tell me I could put cheese and gravy on something? Fantastic. Hey, that works for me, too. Um, yeah. yeah, pickle fries usually do best when cooked in an oven, um, you know, on a, on a baking tray. That's how you get them legitimately crispy. Or for right. those who are fancy enough and you got one of those, like, big air fryers, you yeah. can do that, too. But you do make a point. Um, while shoestring sometimes can be soggy, crinkle almost always is. And that just makes for a pretty bad french fry i mean come on now if you're me i go for tater tots anyway but that's besides the point and thank yeah. god there's a sonic by me because sonic has some of the best tots i think you lucky bastard i swear to god i all right so no joke i love sonic i discovered them in myrtle beach because living up north we get ads all the time for sonic but i couldn't yeah. find sonic until i went down south and then I found one. I was uh, filling in. This is back when I was still in retail. Um, I was filling in a store that was about a, an hour and a half away from where I lived. I was kind of doing this a favor to my manager. And I I like drove past. I'm like, there is a Sonic I'm hitting on my way back. And I legitimately had to drive through the weirdest highway turns to get to the Sonic. But Sonic I did. And I got like... I put so much junk into my body that day because yeah, their their tater tots are amazing. Um, that is still something that's never really caught on on the northeast coast. Well, because it's funny you said that because when I was in uh, Ventura County, commercials galore, but there wasn't one close by. And now that I moved to where I'm at, now yeah. we have I'm literally five minutes away. So if that, I'm, it might even be like three. So it is funny how that happens, how you get commercials and there's nothing anywhere near you, or it's like five states over. You're like, oh, come over to Montana. I'm like, I'm not driving to Montana. Right. You know. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that was the thing that killed me too, is like, you know, when I when I took my new job, which was promised all the travel, um, I was like, oh, great. Maybe I'll find a Sonic along the way. No. I found a Roy Rogers and then forgot how terrible those were. Uh, maybe that was the road stop aspect of it. I, I don't remember, but yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Um, well, yeah, so definitely the crinkle fries, not the best choice. Tater tots are awesome. But you're right. Generally speaking, fast food French fries are the regular generic fry, shoestring, what have yeah. you. Jack in the Box does go with the curly, but again, also kind of limp, not always crispy. It's hard to make a fry when you're doing it, you know, two seconds, a minute, and you have to get all this food out, like, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that's that. Number two, and again, this entire like two weeks, I was like, really? I, I had to make sure this was legit. So McDonald's, we love them as we do, apparently wanted to, you know, go Italian. So for, I'm sure, a very short time, I'm sure this did not go very long, we had, and I kid you not, mixed spaghetti because <laughs> everything they have has the mix. Not only that, though, is they you know they don't have the regular containers. They do. It's everything comes in little those little 
uh, paper cardboard things. Yeah. So literally spaghetti in a really flimsy box that I bet you, if you weren't careful, would probably just fly everywhere out of your on top of you. But you know, this one really, and and I don't know, maybe I'm missing a story. This one here, I don't see any purpose or point other than they were just trying to be funny and be like, hey, let's make spaghetti and see if people want it. I don't know what. All right, it was a regional. It was a regional trial thing. Um, so I never actually ate it, but because it, it failed where it was going. Um, but I do remember seeing the, the boxes. This is back when McDonald's used styrofoam for all of their containers instead of the recyclable uh, paper. Right. And it looked like the same type of packaging that you get like their, their big breakfast in like that. Yes. If you remember yes. the styrofoam with that, with like the top and the bottom pieces that had like the little slots in them. Um, I never had it. I have no idea. You know, I don't know if you've ever worked a fast food job before. I worked for Burger King for like three years in high school. Okay. Um, so I have a fair knowledge of how like things get cooked when you have the ability to cook things. I guarantee there wasn't like that big boiling pan, you know, that big <laughs> boiling pot that they're just like break, you know, cracking spaghetti and throwing it in there and doing the, you know, the taste to make sure it's al dente. And... <laughs> I, I legitimately think, here's the packet, throw it in the microwave, or worse right. off, here's the packet, throw it in the front, the deep fryer, and then pour the sauce, <laughs> the heated sauce over it. Mmm, deep fried spaghetti. Sounds like carnival food. Um, I know, actually, I believe that is a thing. Oh, I'm sure it is. Oh, I, I, I'm actually, I think you're right, it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so they, you know, this, this was just a out of the box. Now, I mean, you know, Places do this kind of thing to try to, you know, be cool and hip and get ahead. Right. But, you know, this isn't, you know, a, Italian food especially, and we'll get to the next one too, you know, Mexican food. There are certain types of food that really need to be prepared correctly to actually taste anything like what it's supposed to. And if you're going to, you know, heat up spaghetti, um, Oh, good God, really? Uh, I'm not even going to repeat it's that. A real it's a real thing. And I know that we, we, we try to keep it clean. I'll use the I'll use the actual term. Um, so my my podcast partner in crime, uh, Mike uh, G, has brought up, have I brought up the um, McGB yet? It's an off-menu item, which essentially is a McDouble crammed uh, with a uh, McChicken crammed in it. It's an off-menu item. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. That's Only just, the people in the know. That's like when KFC tried to do that and they made the oh god, okay. I don't know. Oh, uh, oh the double down? <laughs> that oh okay, that's I don't know what's worse, the KFC or this one. I don't know. But I mean, but actually and that kind of you know, again, things like that, if you're gonna do that, because there are plenty of places that do, you know, stuffed burgers or they do burgers and whatever. And they turn out fine because it's a legitimate restaurant and you can make like these really funky looking, you know, thing and a thing and a thing yeah. like, from a fast food joint. It's never, it's not going to turn out visually well and it damn as hell probably ain't going to taste good at all. Um, no. and, and that's, and that's where the spaghetti thing kind of really bugs me because it's one thing to try making, you know, a burger and a burger cause you're already selling burgers. But to make an Italian dish that really needs to be made, like, you know, in a pot at home for a couple hours, it's just, it, it's, it's past the point of stupidity and just kind of like, oh, somebody else is making spaghetti. Let's make it too because we can. Right. 
it, it, it brings to mind, well, two things, because I, there was a, it, when I lived in Virginia, there was a fast, there was a, a restaurant that specialized in fast food pasta. Um, okay. But it was more like kind of how like Sparrow does it. Oh, yeah, I know you're you talking know, about. But, it, um, but then that also reminds me of Hulk Hogan's only venture into fast food, uh, Pasta Mania. Which was oh, only God. open at the Mall of America, and essentially it was just like overpriced spaghettios. <laughs> it's like Kraft mac and cheese on crack, right? Um, it's, it's like well, it's like Denny's. You know, Denny's actually has on their menu Kraft macaroni and cheese. You know, the fifty cent box that you pay four bucks for. You know, with the dry powder. Because you have to go to Denny's. I need to. I just need to change my um, exterior, my my interior illumination real quick. I will be back in two seconds. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. All right. Now we will move on really quick while he is coming back, and this also goes right back to the next type of cultural dish um, of Mexican food. Now, Taco Bell, we all know, is not legitimately Mexican. It's what we think of as tacos and burritos, but they went a step further. And they made a seafood salad. Now, before we break that down really quick, there are places like El Pollo Loco, which actually is legitimately good, quick Mexican. They have, you know, chicken, they have stuff, and they have, they're, you know, they have basically a shrimp salad. You know, they got the avocado, they have rice and beans in a tostada. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. You know, for, for quick drive-through Mexican, El Pollo Loco, in my opinion, kind of does it well. When it comes to what this thing looks like, it's basically, I mean, I don't, it's, it, this is all imitation to begin with. It's like fake crab and fake whatever, piled high with basically what you put on a Taco Bell taco, you know, the sliced tomatoes and the lettuce, whatever. This worries me on a level of, should you really be ordering seafood through the takeout menu at your local Taco Bell? Well, the answer to that, Rob, is an obvious no. I mean, it's one of those things. It's tough to say because I love Taco Bell. I don't know if I love it because I like the taste of their food or the fact they can get a bunch of it for like eight bucks because they've literally got the cheapest food in like the, the circle of fast food restaurants that we have locally. Um, but I wouldn't. I, I've talked to the people at Taco Bell. They seem like very nice people, but I wouldn't trust them with my car keys, let alone, you know, <laughs> handling fresh seafood, which is definitely not. It is either imitation or it's that flash frozen, like essentially krill that kind of looks like shrimp. And, you know, and, and you know, like I said, the, and the reason why I think El Pollo Loco gets away with it, because A, their, their focus is really healthier, fresh food. So, you know, their chicken, their shrimp, their steak, it's more or less, again, I don't know them personally, but more or less, it's more real food. When you go to Taco Bell, and again, hey, I got plenty of people I know that love it. I, I used to like it. I'm not really a big fan anymore. I got plenty of people that love Taco Bell, but I would guess, like you just said, even if you're a savant of Taco Bell, you probably wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot pole, no matter how hungry you were. Right. Uh, so just like the spaghetti, some things are meant to be left to restaurants that do this for a living. Now, seafood salad, I know, is not generally Mexican, but a lot of Mexican restaurants do use shrimp, and they do use uh, salmon, so they do have a lot of these type of meals on there. But right. generally speaking, I mean, like you said, a Denny's, an IHOP, a... 
what else? Um, there's a place by us called like Henry's. They do burgers. Any place that has this food, they can make one of these. It's just, it's very, you know, you really want to go to a place and get this that they know that they do this for a living. So it's like you get sushi from a sushi bar. You don't get 7-Eleven sushi. That's just a common sense rule of thumb. No matter <laughs> how many times somebody says otherwise, watch the commercials, you know. Um, okay, next one up here. And this one always made me laugh because the minute you put dressing on this thing, there's no health whatsoever. McSalad Shakers, McDonald's response to let's be healthy and give you a gallon of ranch packet on an itty bitty little cup of lettuce and tomatoes. I will say the idea is great on the go. A lot, you know, markets will do this. You have the salads. It's a great idea to have a salad on the go, right? You were in retail, you yeah. want something quick and easy. It's great for McDonald's. Not going to be my first choice to get a salad of any sort, let alone one you put in a, a bottle and you shake it up and down. You know, right. well, it's the it's the it's because you know I thought about it. It's funny because my mind immediately thinks that you're going to put ranch dressing on this thing because it well it primarily it just it it gives you the best graphic image of how the the physics of being able to shake all of these things so they blend because that's right. the point of shaking it is you pour the dressing on, you shake it, and that, that dressing is going to evenly distribute. And of course I'm thinking ranch also because it's, it's thicker than like an Italian or something. You can right. legitimately put any of those awful, hard to open packets of, of salad dressing on any of these. Um, I, yeah, again, I'm with you. I think the idea is really good, especially on the go salads because the cup is, a, it's, it's a cup size. It will fit in your cup holder. Right. Um, and I mean, it's going to be next to impossible to bring fork to mouth with all of this and not leave all of this exposed. <laughs> That's just an accident waiting to happen. So people it's, do not eat yeah. and drive while you're in your car. Don't do anything except drive in your car. Just leave it that. I will say um, that one time I had a, a Taco Bell burrito. I was wearing a dress shirt. I stopped at Taco Bell and I had a burrito where all like the, the beans and meat were pushing out the back. And I, I consider it to be a personal accomplishment that none of it like just blasted out like a shotgun. <laughs> I see. I thought that story was going the whole opposite direction. So I just started oh, laughing. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm keeping it clean, man. I'm keeping it clean. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, mixed salad shakers, an idea that could have worked. It would actually, no, I take it back. It does work, but it needs to be from a place that maybe doesn't, you know, doesn't more like, for instance, what comes to mind would be like Panera, because Panera is known for salads and sandwiches, right? How they're going to get into a thing, that's up to them to figure that out. But that would be a place that I would get a salad on the go, right? Because Panera is known for, you know, they have Caesar, they have, you know, the, the green goddess, the avocado. They have some good salads there. That's what I would get my shake you know, salad shaker thing from, um, not from McDonald's. Um, the next one here keeps on their ability of trying to be healthy, but again, I, they missed the mark badly. The McLean Deluxe, which really was kind of trying to be a version of their Big Mac, but healthier, I guess. Um, really. And, uh, you look at the the, the uh, way they described it, you know, they're like, oh, it's, you know, 30% lean beef instead of only five or whatever. Um, this really isn't a, a missing the mark. It's 
missing the idea of what you're trying to sell to begin with. I mean, I, I'm not here to say go eat fast food. It's good for you. But McDonald's is not the place you go when you're looking for a healthy uh, meal. So, uh, oh, I think we lost him. Okay. Uh, we'll hopefully get him back in a second. Um, but, yeah, McDonald's is not a place you go to get a healthy meal. And hopefully we'll get him back before I move on. Um, but, the yeah, just because you have the word lean in something – oh, there it is. Perfect. Just because you have the word lean on something – doesn't mean, there you go, doesn't mean that you're healthy. It just means you're using a different kind of meat. So, oh, did you lose? Can you not hear me? Uh-oh. How about now? No? I can't hear you. Okay, I think we... Okay, that's fine. All right, so he is going to close down for a second. Um, we will just uh, move on. I'm going to let him know that we are just moving on. That way uh, he knows where we land. Give me just a second. Love this. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, all right. Thank you. Sorry about that. So, yeah. So, the McLean is just an, another idea, just like the McSalad shakers, that you're going to go to this place, you're going to eat a burger, it's going to be better. But with all due respect, you're going to put a bunch of stuff on top that's not good for you. And, you know, that's just, uh, that's just what it is. Um, okay. So, we got him back. Good. Just hey, sorry about that. Perfect. No worries. So the next one here, and again, another place that I just found close by, Dairy Queen. Never had one by me before. Now I do. <laughs> uh, known for, obviously, their blizzards and their ice cream, which, of course, is super good for you. What are you talking about? So for a short time, they made what they call the DQ Breeze, which, to me, looks kind of like a really weird Jamba Juice smoothie, but with, you know, more sugar than it probably should. So just like the other two, the McLean and McSalad, Dairy Queen went ahead and said, hey, let's be healthy and do this. There seems to be a trend here, right? You're, you're not going to a fast food joint because you want to get fit. You're going to the fast food joint because you have five minutes to eat and you want to get something quick on your way home. So why is Dairy Queen, or why did, because I don't think it's on the menu anymore, why did Dairy Queen think it was a good idea to try to make I don't know, smoothies that ended up being more like ice cream shakes that they, you know, like what, what, what's up? It's frozen yogurt. It's it, really all it is. It's just, you know, frozen yogurt essentially is the, the health food equivalent of actual ice cream. Um, and they, to make it even healthier, they blow a lot of air into it because that's essentially how these things work. And what happens right. because they're using soft serve, soft serve is very, um, because it's very airy to begin with. It's not like dense. It's not dense like regular like cream and milk ice cream is. Um, so they can use less materials, charge you just the same amount, if not more. And you can think you're eating healthy because, again, yogurt, not ice cream. It's just like the whole chip bag scenario. You buy a bag of chips and half of it's full of air. And you're like, why did I just pay $7 for half a bag of chips? That's uh, why I like Pringles. 
Actually, I'm with you on that. I am definitely more of a Pringles guy anyway. Um, well, I, I'm more right. of a chip guy, but yeah, the Pringles, at least you know what you're getting. You're not losing, you're not losing net weight to air. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Physics at work. Thank you. Um, all right. Next up, we got a couple from our best friends back at Taco Bell again. First up, the BLT soft taco. Now, soft taco, not a weird because, hey, they make soft tacos all the time. But apparently someone thought it'd be great to put the very classic deli sandwich inside of a soft taco. I don't even know the person who invented that, but they probably should not be allowed near any fast food ever again. Yeah. I, I gotta look up a picture of this because the, the thing is with that is that it's essentially out. You, you remove the meat from a taco, a Taco Bell taco. It is an LT to begin with. It's lettuce and it's tomato. So, uh, so I'm doing BLT soft taco, Taco Bell. There we go. And I'll see what this thing actually looks like. Cause I'm going to, yeah, it's bacon bits. Oh, so they're not even like trying. They're just literally like using the, the crappy, uh, okay, bacon yeah. bits is good. So but it's, yeah. it's a, a blend here of club sauce, which I don't know what club sauce is, and cheddar cheese. So I think what it is, it's like they take the bacon bits and they just kind of like, you mix them up into a, into like a sour cream style sauce mix blend some cheese in it and then throw all the other stuff on there the, the cheese and the the, uh, the tomato and the lettuce any it's, fool could put that together and i mean that together. yeah and i mean it's not even bacon like it's bacon bits like at least if you're gonna imitate something like use bacon like why you know it can't be that expensive to buy i don't know maybe it is i don't know um it just, it's a weird, well, and it's funny when you said basically you take out the meat and it's a lettuce tomato, you're right. I mean, their tacos are basically nothing but like cheese and beans with some, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Now, I don't know if the next one's any better, but the next one kind of has evolved, sort of, because they have something like it now. But apparently at some point they decided to make extreme nachos and put anything they had on the store on top of your nachos. And that's not a good idea anywhere, like even at home. Like, don't just grab stuff in your cabinet and put it on top of chips. It doesn't, you know, just because it looks good doesn't mean it's going to blend well with the food. So I, I guess the better question is here, they kind of got away with it because they still have something like it, but they've toned it down. So would you really call this a full-on failure? Well, I think that if the original iteration was too adventurous, and I'm one of those people that right now, as you're mentioning that, I'm thinking back to everything on the Taco Bell menu. Right. And yeah, sure, throw Fritos and rice and uh, potato, those potato bits in their beef and potato burrito. Throw that stuff on a plate of, of, of their chips and that cheese, and I'm, I'm actually good. I actually, that doesn't offend me at all. That actually sounds delicious. I, I... I mean, if you look at pictures, it doesn't look bad. It, it basically, and again, pictures kind of lie a little bit because they have those fancy, you know, the people that make them look like legit. <laughs> but if you look at the pictures, the picture itself doesn't look bad. It just looks like a really large plate of nachos with God knows what on top because, you, you know, you can't tell what it is. It's like green yeah. and red and whatever. I think the problem here might be the word extreme where it it's it, – Again, fast food places, they're, they're, they're billion-dollar businesses, but that doesn't mean they're smart. Like, McDonald's is not a smart place, but they know how to sell 
and they know how to do the selling fast, which is why they make so much money. Taco Bell is not a smart place, but they know what they're doing, right? And they do it well, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So the fact that, and again, and, and kind of, you kind of brought it up, how, you know, Taco Bell is kind of, it's one of those places where they do the weird, you know, like they're going over the top. So we're using words like radical and extreme, that's like the Taco Bell brand, right? Like that, you know, yeah. they have the weird flashy colors and they have those weird, you know, lightning bolts. It's, it's more like, these are the nachos we're going to have forever, but for a short time, let's just throw stuff on top and see if it works. And if it doesn't, we're not really losing any money because we're still going to have nachos on our, on our uh, menu. Right. So it kind of worked in their favor, even if they were trying to do something new, I guess. I don't eh. – Well, it, it opens the door to play around with it. It's always a work in progress. And Yeah, okay. So next up, back to our Mickey D's because apparently McDonald's really failed horribly in like the 90s. Um we have the McWrap, which again, like the salad shakers, is an excellent, excellent idea. We know now people who can't eat bread, tortillas are an excellent substitute to put some meat, put some veggies, you stick a little like uh, you know toothpick in the middle, whatever, to keep it together. Wraps are delicious. I love wraps. I, I'm, I'm sure you're probably, you might be a fan. Uh, fiance is a fan. Wraps are good, wraps are good, but again, when you put chicken tenders inside a healthy wrap, it's no longer healthy. And then you're basically getting chicken nuggets wrapped up in a tortilla. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think my, my memories of, of these, and it actually extends also Burger King did something very similar where they had like the uh, Whopper burrito. <laughs> Maybe that was just out in the East coast. Um, but essentially the, the, the major issue is, is that, you would try, attempt to eat this thing and it was loose. Like there was a lot of like just garbage falling out of it. Like, you know, the, the chicken was too small to really stay in the wrap. Uh, the lettuce would fall out. The, the diced tomatoes would fall out. And essentially it was far messier. Yeah, sure. If you've got a gluten allergy, I guess, you know, having the wrap over the bun. Cool. If you if you're on an Atkins or a keto diet, so I can totally understand that. But. Um, it's just, it is far messier to eat than an actual sandwich. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, um, I'm sure you've been to places where they have wraps on the menu. Yeah. Um, I have to, you can make them. The thing is, is I think they, what are you doing computer? Come on. Ah. It's popping things up on my computer. Okay. Um, you can, you can make wraps and you can make them fine. I mean, you can make them at home. They're actually probably easiest at home. You grab some sliced turkey, whatever your meat is. You put some uh, veggies, you roll it up, boom, you have a very quick five-minute meal. You're done. Um, but, yeah, eating fast food is always a risk of cleanliness. But it's worse. And, again, it kind of with the Taco Bell tacos as well. If you're not careful, it's not – it's not always packaged in there. And if right. you open up the thing, you know, you might have stuff flying all over your car. Um, it's, it's, it's a good idea. Wraps are delicious. They're healthy. They're right. good. It's just from McDonald's. It feel, and again, most of these felt like failures to begin with, but the wrap, they might have been able to try doing a different way of doing it, especially nowadays with more technology. Hmm. But I just think they tried in a way that was too quick. They're like, okay, just wrap it up and go. 
Right. And it just didn't, it didn't follow through. And you kind right. of like lost the, the purpose. You're like, okay, and I'll have less of tortilla because the stuff is all over the floor because, you know, I opened it up. And so it, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. I would like to say it's a good, but it right. just didn't work. Well, I think the other issue too is just the, the, the basic physics of that too. I mean, think about like, like the best wraps, quite honestly, are like tuna fish wraps because essentially it's it's all kind of like bonded together and you can kind of form it however you want. Same thing with like a burrito. A burrito is, you know, that that meat is very, um, it's very small granular foods that right. fit in there. You can't just throw chunks of stuff into one of these things, wrap it up, and then expect it to stay together. Um, and again, same thing with like the... Uh, I remember like seeing a, a review of you know going back to Burger King the the Whopper burrito, which essentially was a it was a, it was a wrap it was a Whopper in a wrap, and it just didn't taste. It it was just like there's there something missing, and a, honestly, a lot of it was just the bun. You need that. You just you're eating these things. You need you need to have your hands full of it. That's fair enough. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I saved the best one for last, and I will caveat this with, if any of you remember Sizzler Hometown Buffet, those also weren't the greatest, but they were made for what they were made for, which right. was the buffet bar, right? You have a whole line, you got people cutting the meat. Well, apparently, and again, I don't know if this was here because I don't remember ever seeing it here in California, but apparently Wendy said, let's have a buffet bar. But wait, not just of Wendy's food, we're gonna throw some Mexican in there. How about some chocolate pudding? Oh, maybe some spaghetti and and you know Alfredo. And they had a buffet, I guess, inside the Wendy's. Yeah, they did. They did. I have eaten so far before. Oh, I I don't even know what to say to those people. Like, really? Again, what Wendy's of, of the chain? It's not my go-to. It's kind of near the bottom. They're, I'm not really fond of their food. But this really would not make me want to go to a Wendy's. Is we're having a buffet bar? Okay, so let me. So you know about it. So let me know what yeah. you know. All right. So when the first time I saw a super bar, it was we actually had had a Wendy's like a half hour away from where I went to high school. So when we were blowing off high school, it was you know a good place to go. Um, and I was loved it. Ironically, I live like ten minutes away from it now. Um, but. The super bar was really kind of cool if you weren't in the mood for a burger, if you just wanted, because you could, it was all you could eat. And okay. that was the thing, you know, I got five bucks. I'm just going to do the $5 super bar and that can get me tacos. It can get me salad. I don't ever remember really seeing the pasta on there. I think they might have. Um, I think out. some places had uh, a little variety of foods, but not right. everyone had the same. Right. Um. And it was more like there were there was taco fixings there because it was almost in tandem with a salad bar. Um, gotcha. I actually remember not being horribly offended by it. I actually thought it was a great idea. Um, but it's one of those things that salad bars in general, first of all, are gross. Um, I mean, Science. In the last, just think about the last year, okay? Just think about the last year we've been through and think about how many no, bars. Just, it's just like, you know, yeah, there's a sneeze guard there, but most kids are smaller than that sneeze guard. Um, I can never eat a, a Ruby Tuesday again now because of that. Um, 
getting all my Fun fact on that one, those shut down over here anyway. So they, okay. they shut down long before any of this happened. But We've got like one somewhere around here. And I think it's between that and the Bugaboo Creek that is just like people forgot to shut down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just that they're inherently gross to begin with. Most fast food restaurants after the Super Bar put out their own Super Bar. Again, I'll, I'll refer back to my time at my, you know, my time because you're just doing time at BK. We had a salad bar too, and it's a pain to have to keep restocking it. You not only have to restock all of the stuff, you have to keep the ice refilled because the ice, you've got to keep it uh, yeah. chilled. You need to drain it, which is, again, in the butt. Um, you have to keep the kale there to hide the ice, like a strategically placed kale to hide the ice. Um, it is a notorious labor waster. Um, you know, raw material wise, once that bag is open, you don't want to like, you throw that in there. You got two days to fit you to empty that, that container before that stuff goes bad, especially with stuff like deviled eggs, because the deviled eggs were already pre-made. Oh, oh that's just, oh, there's so many things wrong with that whole paragraph you just said. Um, Thank you for attending my TED talk. Yes, exactly. Uh, science, Bill Nye. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the, the idea behind the, the whatever you call it, the salad bar thing, it, it's fine. It works and it's okay. I mean, you know, I, I look back now, I'm like, why did I ever eat there? But Home Down Buffet was all over the place. Yeah. I look back at it, I go, oh, I can't believe I even stepped foot. But for for a while, that was the thing to do. You know, you 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 had food. I mean, you had the guy who was slicing the meat, which was cool. You had somebody on the other side that was scooping out, you know, soup or, or salad or, or whatever. And for the most part, you had legitimate food, but it just, when you got to that bar place and you got to that area, it's just, it didn't look like, you know, it looked like nobody was cleaning it. It looked like, you know, it just, it looked like a war zone had exploded because everybody was at it. You know, things were flying back. It was, it was like the Swedish chef thing where like stuff's flying yeah. everywhere and it just never looked, it never looked good. I can see how a place like a fast food restaurant would want to chime in and try to get some money, but I'm also not surprised at all how quickly it probably faded out because they probably realized let's stick to what we do well and not try to imitate somebody else. Now, for instance, I started out with Sizzler. Those are kind of not really around anymore either. Like a lot of them that were here have shut down, but a lot of people that have that went there, they go there religiously and they love Sizzler. And that's great. There's nothing against this the thing, but I think you have to be into that to be religiously going back to eat it. You know what I right. mean? If you're not into it, you're going to look at it and go, this is funky. And then you're probably going to leave or, yeah. you know, so it, it's definitely, and, and it also tells you something. And again, I know with the, with the bankruptcies and a lot, and even before this was going on, a lot of these places were shutting down beforehand. A lot of these places were old and they just, they weren't doing well. So fast food tries, I think, to pick up the slack. And unfortunately this slack just kept on going. <laughs> and that's my final thing. You know, like, I'm just, yeah. it, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we, we've got, I mean, out on the East Coast, we have, like, we had Old Country Buffet, which was my previous employer um, when I was on the road. That was, like, my boss and I, we loved it so much. Whenever we had to travel together, we made sure that we were traveling to a territory that had an Old Country Buffet because, it fit within our meal allowance and we could just right. to our heart's content and then we didn't have to work. 
Um, there's another East Coast. It might be out west as well. Um, buffet chain, and I'm trying to remember. I've eaten there before. Um, but they have like the they, they have like they had like the chocolate fountains, which ah you know, uh, yes. Um... There's a few here. They're they're more individually owned, but I, I I know I've seen some of those places where they have a big dessert bar and like they're known for they have like right. cookies and stuff you could dip and all that. Yeah, yeah. It, but this is like an East Coast chain of, of buffets. Oh, it's gonna kill me if I can't remember this. But yeah, I mean they're all just essentially just like these diphtheria fountains that are just Ugh. gross, you know. But that's. That's neither here nor there. Now, I do apologize because I missed the whole conversation about the uh, Mc, um, McLean. Okay, so yeah, so I'll run back really quick before we wrap up here. It was yeah. the, the McLean was another one of their, you know, so called healthy ideas yeah. of trying to make a burger that was, you know, 30% less fat. Uh, um, the meat was supposed to be a little bit better for you. But in the long run, just like the solid shakers, you're going to be putting things on top of it that are going yeah. to pretty much put the fat back into the burger. So this that one was more was another filler, literally, of McDonald's trying to be the the health right. thing they think they are, which they're not. Um, I don't know if you've eaten one before, but if you I look have. at it, okay. So what is? Can you remember if it tasted different than a regular like you know Big Mac or whatever? It. It tasted more like it had like beef flavoring. It was. It certainly didn't have the same texture as a regular hamburger. Um, but it it wasn't terrible. I mean, I didn't. You know, I, I didn't mourn its its passing, but it was okay. You know, and honestly, anywhere you go now, a lot, a lot of, you know, because of, of intolerances or because of, of the health craze, a lot of people make burgers with non-beef stuff, but still tastes like beef. For instance, we, um, if you're at a Freshly, uh, the meals that come, a lot yeah. of it is made out of non, it, it imitates what you think it is, but it's made out of something else. And to be honest with you, nine times out of 10, you can't tell it's not what it is because they, it tastes delicious. It tastes just like what it's supposed to. Um, right. You have lasagna, which has ground beef, but it's a lighter ground beef, but it yeah. tastes just like you're eating a really you know, fatty lasagna. So it's not surprising that these places do that. Um, and they probably will keep trying to do that, especially over in, on our end of the world where the health craze is a big, big deal. But there's so, and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have a whole other list to do of other ones. But there are so many foods that just never made it past the mark. They, you know, the gun went off. They said go, and these ones are like, I'm just sitting here. I'm not going yep. with you. Um, but you know, again, and on the flip side, we can go over ten things that just knocked it out of the park that are still around today. So in the long run, I have no hard, no hard words for these places. But just you know, think about it for a minute. You guys are dealing with our food. And other than obviously just general health safety, think about what you're putting together. And <laughs> would you want to eat it? If you say no, we probably don't want it either. Just putting that out there. Stay in your lane. By the way, it was Golden Corral. Oh, okay. We do have, yeah. We I don't know how many there are here, but we have, I think I know maybe two that were in the old county I was in. Down here, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, we do have a few Golden Corrals that were... So, Purposely placed in random areas that you would never visit. Uh, 
It's like you drive down the Ventura Freeway. You're like, oh, look, there's one. You're like, where the hell are we? You're like, I, look, I see blueberry fields. Um, this is the 21st uh, century of GPS, right? <laughs> anywho, um, so this is fun. We had some good times here. Yeah. I got a lot more food talk going on. Ones that we're actually going to taste test on the show. So sometime, if you're around, we're going to be eating food while we're talking about it. Because hell, oh, why okay. not, right? Oh, um, but until it's my favorite part of my of every year. And it kind of kills me last year we weren't able to do that because my group usually does like one food episode a year. Oh, so, there you Okay, so you've plan, done this before. Okay. The plan is is that we are actually once the, the, the team is vaccinated, we are going to meet at like that area, like with this mall area that has all of our fast food restaurants. The twenty dollar challenge, and we are going to eat and we're gonna podcast the whole thing. That I will watch. That looks, I want to see you guys just pass out in the parking lot and be like, what did I just put <laughs> in my mouth? Um, exactly. <laughs> Next day, Andy is no longer around. He cannot be on your show. Um, <laughs> we have sad news to tell you. Um, all right. So. Until next time, we do have a nice uh, week coming up. If you guys are a fan of animated movies and Pokemon, we got some good stuff. I know we're going to miss you next week, but we'll get you yeah. back the week after. Um, until then, guys, please stay safe, please stay healthy, please stay nerdy, and may the force be 